Hello and welcome to Noir Talk Detective Debrief Edition. I'm Carolina and I'm Eugenia and today we will be talking about the film The Clan by Pablo Trapero. So this movie The Clan by Pablo Trapero was set at a time when Argentina was at the final years of military dictatorship and on the verge of democracy. This was a time of great political unrest and violence due to the legacy of crime the dictatorship left behind. During this time up to 30,000 people disappeared at the hands of the corrupt government, which takes us straight to our main topic of today, which is wanting to discuss the different film techniques that Trapero uses to highlight the Pucho family's duality and corruption and overall contribution to this legacy of crime during this time in Argentina. Thank you, El, for getting us started. So to um, open up this conversation, we need to talk about the Pucho family and the way that they're portrayed. So the Pucho family is a middle-class family that is extremely well-respected. They go to church on Sundays. They're an integral part of their community. They have family dinners together. They help each other out with homework and chores. They're essentially the typical middle-class um, Argentinian family. However, we know that this is only one half of their actual representation. The other half is that they are gruesome kidnappers and killers. And through the use of different techniques, such as juxtaposition, we see that this um, duality is essential to characterizing the family and to highlighting some of the corruption and uh, violence that we see in Argentina. Yeah, I definitely believe that the theme of duality is one of the most prevalent and important themes of the whole movie. Just sort of to explain the background of how insane it was that this Pucho family could pretend to be this normal middle class family while at the same time they were murdering and kidnapping people and their neighbors and the people in their community and then their society had absolutely no idea. So in my opinion, it was because of this duality that they were able to go uncaught for so long because people would have never known that they had murderers next door right even when we talked about in class how many of their neighbors even when the truth came out because obviously this is based on a true story even when the truth came out about what the pucho family was doing their neighbors did not even believe they didn't believe it because they it wasn't even a thought in their mind that this could be a possibility right so that that's how well they played their part Exactly. And why don't we talk about some of the scenes in which we see like them carrying out some of these like normal family, um, I guess, like activities yeah. and when like seeing what's happening behind the scenes. I mean, well, there's so many. You have the scenes from them having simple dinner as a family um, while at the same time hearing screams in the background of someone of one of their uh, victims being tortured upstairs. And you also have scenes of the girls doing homework or getting ready for activities and stuff and while at the same time their dad passing by with like ropes and stuff to tie or to continue torturing the victim right i i remember perfectly the youngest daughter was sitting in her bedroom doing homework with headphones on trying to i guess normalize what was happening we don't even know if she was aware or not and the father walks by closes the door to her room and enters the bathroom, which is 
literally positioned right next to the bedroom and we see one of the victims tied in ropes being tortured and abused i think this scene also kind of shows the extent of the two-sidedness of this family to the point that their youngest daughter might have not even been aware of what was going on in the situation so yes there was this duality but some of the members of the family itself didn't even know the extent of the situation and what was going on which just shows how good they were at protecting this image and why it was so easy for them to i guess like get away with things in the beginning and definitely like also ties into the theme of corruption and how corrupt this family was just i mean it kind of goes hand in hand showing how two-sided they were that they were able to get away with this corruption and contribute to the corruption and what was going on during this situation in argentina right their family and home situation parallels the political situation and what was happening in the government and even the father um like mr pucho he was not afraid to do certain things because he knew that he had the government's protection a hundred percent so all of this again just highlights how this corruption of the government like infiltrated its way into this family essentially the film explores this tension of domesticity and crime in a shocking way in order for the viewers to understand the complexity of this clan and their crimes yes Gado, and tying into this overarching theme of juxtaposition i think it's very important for us to mention the movie's soundtrack um throughout the film there's several scenes where you could see that what we hear completely contrasts what we see do you want to go into these scenes a little bit more in detail yes sure The use of lighthearted music juxtaposes the dark scenes for a reason. First of all, the upbeat music gives viewers a break from the intense scenes that they're watching. Also, it helps to normalize kidnapping for the puchos and it just makes it seem like it becomes a part of their life, like of their everyday life. And the soundtrack dissonance also makes scenes more memorable and jarring to viewers. For example, the last scene where Alex and his father are being walked to their trial in handcuffs and Alex tries to commit suicide. The song that is playing in the background is called Sunny Afternoon by the Kinks. And even if we just analyze the title of the song, Sunny Afternoon, this uh, title completely contradicts like what is actually occurring in the film. It's definitely more of a gloomy afternoon than it is a sunny afternoon. But ultimately, the soundtrack dissonance just illuminates important noir themes such as duality, corruption, abuse of power, and cruelty. And there's another scene, which I think, Eo, do you want to talk about it? Okay, yes. So another scene that we wanted to discuss was when Alex is having sex with his girlfriend in his car. Well, at the same time, their passionate moment eh, is constantly intercut with scenes of Pucho torturing one of his victims and making him write a letter to his family for ransom money. The the scene also shows him bleeding and suffering. So throughout this alternate editing of parallel sequences, there is an upbeat song playing, which Escato mentioned greatly juxtaposes what is happening in these parallel scenes. Um, other sounds in the scene also have contrasting effects because while we hear Alex and his girlfriend moaning, we also can hear the victim screaming in agony. So the scene concludes with Alex and his girlfriend finishing the deed, as we might call it, and the victim being shot to his death. So I think the scene 
serves as another example of duality of the duality of this family because while alex is having this fun and passionate moment with his girlfriend like any other normal man his age would do his father is in a cellar torturing one of their victims and essentially killing them so it just basically shows how the members of this clan can go from normal to criminals like if they were different moods or personalities so in the interest of time and to wrap up our conversation, I just really wanted to mention that ultimately Pablo Trapero uses the techniques that we mentioned, such as juxtaposition, dissonance of the soundtrack and contrasting parallel scenes to highlight the Pucho family's duality and corruption. And on a side note, I just wanted to mention how much I love this film and how much it resonated with Eo and I because both of us have experienced um, dictatorship in our families. I'm originally from Cuba and my family immigrated to Miami to escape the dictatorship. And me personally, I was born and raised in Venezuela and throughout the movie, some scenes would even bring me flashbacks of my own life living through a dictatorship before I moved to the United States. So yeah, this movie really hit close to home and given our family background, we were able to see the movie with different perspective with a different perspective that not everyone can relate to which made us love this film even more. Yes, honestly this was definitely one of my favorite films from this semester and I'm so happy that I got to discuss it further with you, Ale. With that being said, thank you so much for listening to us today. And stay tuned for the next episode of Nord Talks with Gato and Ale. Over and out, gang!